You are now listening to The Model Mindset. All right, guys, we have a very, very special episode on deck for you guys today. And it's funny how the universe works sometimes. So getting ready to record this intro, we had our we had our interview with our guest, Jen Venn last wednesday and uh it's the night before the pod comes out it's tuesday night here and in recording the intro and jen had posted earlier in the day about it being her last day of radiation and it just it, it filled brian and i with such immense joy for jen and her family you know shooting her a message today and just thanking her for coming on and congratulating her on on the amazing day that she gets to have today with it being her final day of radiation, getting to ring the bell. Uh, for those familiar with, with that tradition, it's, I can't imagine the immense amount of pride, joy, happiness, everything that goes into that moment for her today. So it was really cool today to see that the day before the pod comes out, and our extremely powerful conversation with her and her journey through breast cancer and everything that goes with it and how she explains it with such grace and was so kind and generous to us to open the door uh, into her personal life about this journey. It, we are so excited for you guys to hear this episode. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with Jen about her journey and battle and survival breast cancer. Jen, welcome to the Model Mindset Podcast. So our objective with everything we do is always to motivate, inspire, and educate. And you are like the perfect person to have on here (laughs) to talk about your journey. And so where we're going to start here is, can you just walk us through the day where you found out that you were diagnosed with breast cancer and if you were experiencing any symptoms? Yeah. Um, it's with cancer, it's not so much just like you wake up and discover you have cancer, right? Um, I was driving and I was like, oh, what's that? I have an itch. And then I went, literally went to scratch an itch and felt a lump. And, um, so called you're supposed to call your um your ob's office that's always been my knowledge right right? right. and i did and i was turned away and so um call my pcp just so happened to get a new one got got in really quickly um it's just yeah, sorry. It's like I, I have so many thoughts about all of that, right? Because it's the channels you have to go through. Yeah, like, yeah. You, know, you have to jump through. Yeah. Just to like, say you were turned away, just to hear you were turned away on a something like that is mind blowing to me. Yeah. From my understanding, um, some people may or may not have lost a job from that situation. Okay, gotcha. Um, but I was told that my office was not seeing people for lumps and bumps was the exact term used to me. Oh my god. And here I am driving, and I was just like okay yeah um so thank goodness i just switched to this new pcp who had a little bit more availability in the office and so they got me in with her pretty quickly um she checked me out and then her recommendation was to go to the bay state um breast cancer center because if it is something that i'm 
I'm already in and they can expedite and like get it done really yep. quickly. And I, you know, in the past have not had great experiences with Bay State overall, mm -hmm. but I was like, well, that seems smart to me. And so this all took place over the course of, I want to say maybe three weeks, okay. which I felt like was a long time. Yeah, but then, it seems like a long time. Yeah, and then after speaking with a lot of people over the course of this past year, um, it's actually pretty quick. Really? I know people oh. that waited months Jeez. and people didn't take them seriously. Oh my God. I mean, that's a whole other subject, but I mean, yeah, yeah. so. Um, Were you freaking out at all like during that time? Well, that's why I would say three weeks feels like a long time. I mean, yeah. I'd be panicked. Yes and no. So the because you don't know the extent, right? You're yeah, and the statistics show that eighty percent of you know lumps or bumps yeah. in women tend to be you know quote unquote nothing. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the statistics are on our side, yeah, right? You're right? You know, hormone changes, fluctuation, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, I found the lump. I see the doctor. And I, you know, and a little bit of time goes by, and I get it for a mammogram ultrasound, and I thought that was just one spot. And during the ultrasound, I could tell it was taking longer, and she was moving into an area like further into my armpit, yeah, you know, near your lymph nodes. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I'm like, oh, there's two spots. And so immediately they had the radiologist come in, and she's like, okay, you know, they were all very professional. Yep. Um, you know, she's like, I'm gonna have the radiologist come in and just double check this. And I was just like, okay, she made it seem so normal. Yeah. And she said, um, it's not a cyst like we thought it was. So we'd like you to come back now. Keep in mind, this is Tuesday. She says, we got you an appointment Friday at 11 a.m. to come back for a biopsy of the two, yep. two areas. Now, not stating anything. And I just knew, um... I was just, at first I was like, well, I have to work. And yeah, then no yeah. one said anything. And I was like reading the room. I was like, oh, clearly this is important. Right, right. And um, so the the radiologist leaves or the doctor leaves. And the woman is giving me like all the information about the biopsy, like what to do, what not to do. And I'm just like frozen. And she's like, you know, if you need to go cry in your car, just know it's okay. You can cry in your car. And I'm like, oh, why is she saying this yeah, to me? Like, yeah. I'm oh like, should God. I be crying in my yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, what did they find? Yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, all right. And so, um, you know, and then, so came back Friday, had the biopsy, and then Tuesday my doctor called me. I was scheduled to have a phone call on Wednesday to get the results, but my doctor called me on Tuesday and asked me, you know, I have these results. Would you like me to go over them with you? And I was just like, sure. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, it's cancer. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. Wow. What year was this? This was this year. This was this year. So, okay. So this year, like, just to give you an idea, I think, um, you know, I'm not a doctor, right? So, right, right. But from, again, all my experiences and understanding, cancer, like, very, you know, caught early cancer yep. tends to be a year. Okay. So when you talk to friends and family or, like, talk to somebody or engage with somebody without them even telling you, most of the time you have to understand that, like, they're, it, it's a year. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Treatments tend to be a year. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when you found out, right, like she says it's cancer, mm -hmm. you hang up that phone, right? A million thoughts, I'm sure. What are some primary ones that were sticking out to you? What, if, I, if I may ask. Yeah. 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 Um, whew, yeah. It's like heavy, right? Um, yeah. So I just, it was really calm for me. I, I was just like, Okay, and she didn't know a lot of details. She just said, it looks early. 
it's cancer. Um, and so I knew I was getting the phone call Tuesday and, you know, I think I gave you the two of you a little background about what my life looked like prior, how busy I was. Yep, right. And so I had actually scheduled an extra day of work and I was supposed to go into work later that afternoon. And I remember I was just like, I think, and it's not like me to do this. I was like laying in bed, like reading a book or something when I got the call. Yeah. And so I'm just laying there and I have a big, big, you know, slider off my bedroom. And I'm just like looking at the slider and I was like, I should probably call somebody and I should maybe not go to work. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, it, it's very surreal yeah. when you're given information that's that heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, this is the moment where it's okay to, like, it's okay to call out of work. Like, right, it's not yeah. that you're tired. Like, exactly. I just found out I have cancer. Yeah, right. Yeah. But so, how do you say that, right? You yeah. know, like, it's just yeah. strange. Because, yeah. obviously, it's still new to you, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's still, like, looking back on that, I was like, whew. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then, so, I called my husband, um, Seamus, and I it was just like, you know, I'm, I'm not one for dramatics in that way. I just yeah. answered the phone. I said, you need to come home. I said, I got the call. And he knew. Yeah, he knew. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And how did he take it? I'm sure he probably was shocked. And that man, he is just amazing. Um, he was shocked because leading up to it, he was like, well, it's an 80% chance it's nothing. 80% chance it's nothing. Right. Yeah. And I remember saying to him at one point, we were just like, you know, our big, you know, conversations happen in the kitchen. Um just standing in the kitchen, I was like, I don't know, Shane, I have a feeling. Mm -hmm. I just have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of knew, and plus it's your body too. You probably knew more than anybody. Of course, right. It's a little, little sense, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I know. I just, I knew it in my gut. It was something different yeah. about this, this, you know, whole situation. Yeah. yeah. And now, so after talking to Seamus, I'm assuming you talked to your mom and your friends and, and mm. how was your support system with that? Well, to understand the support system is to understand the foundation I had in place in my life. Um, Seamus and I have years together. We were friends for a very, very long time. Um, you know, we can still openly talk about, like, our, our past relationships. Um, we live in, like, a really... On it, we have to, we have a really honest relationship. It's good. And you know, when you say like you're married to your best friend, like I'm truly married to my best friend. Yeah, so awesome. we have the kind of relationship where um, I, I, you know, he's he's my rider's eye. Yeah, right? yeah, like, sure. um, I, I knew going into it, I was like, he's got this, but he's the kind of person where I need to be mindful of him not taking care of himself because he will hold it together as long as he can and, and you know, yeah. do everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's my comfort person. He, you know, he's a great provider for our family. He's a great dad. Yeah. He's a good friend. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, during, you know, for, for us, you know, we always talk yeah. about having like a why, like, you know, when motivation subsides, you know, it's kind of, you lean on your why to help you fight. You know, yeah. with this diagnosis, were there when you had those tough days, did you lean on like your family to kind of, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep fighting, keep going. Like, how was that that journey when you had to actually go through chemo and everything like that? It's weird because I think when people think about somebody fighting cancer, they think of you fighting cancer when in reality, it's you 
surviving cancer treatment. Mm, that's a good way I of putting it. I think it's that, a yeah. very different shift because it's, you know, when you're fighting through the side effects of what you're pumping through your body yeah. to kill off cancer, it's, it's pretty intense. Um, we talked a little bit about my bodybuilding days, right? Yeah. Um, it's not about motivation. It's about discipline. Yeah. And Amen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Cause motivation wavers and I can't take credit for that. That's a Chris Tuttle thing. Yeah. Uh, Chris yeah. Tuttle has a, has a really beautiful, um, little speech about, about the difference between yep. discipline and motivation. They are very different. Yeah. Totally yep. different. Right. And, um, for me, I just, I just did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you go to your, you know, your morals, your values, all the things that you hold really important inside of you. And then you make decisions. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I think everybody probably wants to hear like, Oh, I'm a mom and I have a great husband and I fight for them. It's like, your body's going to do what it's going to do. Right. Yeah. Um, my choice to go through treatment was for me and for my, my community, right. Yeah. Community meaning my family, especially my son. Yeah. But if cancer was going to kill me, it's going to kill me. And yeah. if it's not, it's not yeah. yeah. going to do what I need to do. Did that take yeah. time to find like that thought process? Did that take, you know, I, I'm not, I'm just who I am deep inside. Really. I, I'm not afraid of doing the hard stuff. That's my next question. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so for me, it was like, I, I like to say sometimes I'm too big for my britches. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that's like, yeah, let's do this. Right. Like, what do I need to do? All the chemo, all this, all the, that like, okay, let's, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go. do yeah. the side effects, whatever. <laughs> I can yeah. handle it. Right, and right. then you're going through it and you're like, oh God, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. did I do? Yeah. Because yeah. when we were talking before we started recording, you were talking about all the different jobs you had and going from here to here to there. And it's kind of like, all right, well. Your personality tells me that you're just, I'm going. And yeah. whatever whatever is going on inside me, I'm going. This is a straight line and I'm going this direction. And so I had a feeling that maybe when you were diagnosed or like that, you kind of just were like, all right, what do I got to do? Tell me what I got to do and I'm going to do it. Right? And that's that was the mentality and you're just moving forward with that. And what happens, happens. That's how I approach everything in yeah. life. I'm, like, I love I'm, that. Not, I'm not somebody who takes no for an answer. Yeah. You know, if someone says no to me, I'm like, okay, what's my new direction? What's yeah. the new choice? Um, you know, for me, you know, I was like, okay, what are these possible side effects? And then, okay, what supplements can I take to do it? Yep. What or to help with it? You know, at one point I was having some really bad side effects. And so I was like doing some research and I'm like, okay, raw green shakes. Um, this particular supplement for this, this for that. And like, you know, then calling my team and, you know, yeah. I, I, doctors don't love me because yeah. I, <laughs> I get a little, I, I'm curious. And I think sometimes, but, that's huge. That is. but sometimes, yeah. you know, if you're a professional in something and someone's a little too curious, it yeah. starts to make you question yourself. And I think yeah. sometimes, especially involving medical issues, yeah. people want you to just do what they tell you to do. Yeah. And deal with that. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and yeah. I'm not that but, person. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but it's like, it's your body. And so you just said something that I kind of want to go into. Did they give you any other options? Or it's like, hey, this is your options. It's radiation or nothing. And then you took it on yourself to say, okay, what other options are there for me? 
Well, um, let me just start by saying that when you get a cancer diagnosis, even if you love your team and love the plan and love everything, you should always get a second opinion. Yeah. And I didn't get a second opinion until almost halfway through Mm -hmm. because I really loved the direction of my treatment. Not not loved it in that way, but I just, I felt very strongly about it. It made sense to me. It was logical. Like everything just was like, okay, that seems right that seems right. Like, let's do it. And then halfway through, you know, unfortunately I have a lot of friends who also have cancer, not friends I've made through cancer, friends from my life prior that, you know, you know, some who have lost their battles and some who haven't. And everybody was like, why didn't you get a second opinion? I'm like, you're right. Why didn't I get a second opinion? And in my particular case, my second opinion was exactly the same. Dana Farber was telling me, they would be doing the exact same thing Base State's doing. Gotcha. Did that give you reassurance? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, you know, you look up, you know, in any medical study, you know, Dana Farber's in the top 10 always. Yeah. Right. And not to say Base State isn't good, but, you know. Of course. You, right. want, you want to hear yeah. from the exactly, statistics, right? Exactly, right. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> you have to get a second opinion, especially right. something like that. And, you know, you're going to Dana Farber, who is well known in, within the cancer industry, and for them to vouch that, hey, this is exactly what we do, it's a reassurance. And, and that doesn't always happen. Yeah. I have a friend recently who has the same same type of cancer as me. I'm triple positive. Um, what does and, that mean? Oh, well, I mean, let's do a little um, do breast cancer. Educate us. So I have an invasive ductal carcinoma. I'm a stage two, grade three with lymph node involvement. I feel like an expert. (laughs) So stage two is the size of my, you know, the size of, you know, your tumor. It has spread to my lymph nodes. And grade three, people don't know a lot about grades. Um, I think people hear stage, they know know stage four is really bad, they know stage one is beginning. Grade talks about how fast the cancer is moving. So grade three is about as fast as it gets. Okay. Which, worked in my favor I feel like crazy enough because the way chemotherapy works is chemo goes after fast moving cells and if your cancer is as fast as it gets what's it going to go after first right exactly yeah so when when he explained my oncologist explained that to me um and explained like I'm a grade three and then explained to me how chemo works I was like oh yeah like it's gonna it's gonna kill the shit out of them. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like pew pew like yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So okay. and the the thing about it is like people can oh and the reason why it's triple positive is I'm hormone responsive. My cancer responds to estrogen and progesterone. Okay. And the last one is the HER2 protein. And so people could be any variation of those three in between on top of being various stages or grades. So just because my situation looks like this, somebody else's does not look the same and could have the same cancer as me. Right. There's there's also the genetic testing. It just, I mean, you could do a whole podcast episode about yeah. this information. Yeah, that's wild. I realized was that in, that sense it. I, I didn't know, know there was grades on stuff. I had no idea. Because you typically yeah. only think about the stages. Right. Like we always ask, oh, what stage yeah. is it? But right. yeah, there's other components to it. Which is why I lost my hair, because your hair, your lashes, your brows, your taste buds, all sorts of things are fast-moving cells. Right. turnover, right? And so, like, my taste buds were affected during treatment, which was probably one of the worst side effects I experienced. Really? Now, that was from the radiation? 
No, from the chemotherapy. Chemo? No shit. So I was on a very um, standard treatment. Mm -hmm. um, short, the you know, short inversion is the is TCHP, two chemo medications and two HER2 directed medications. Is that like you had to go to base every a, time? Yeah. Port? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so the way it goes is you like some people choose not to have a port, but it, it is better. I you know. I didn't have a great experience having my port put in, but I'm really grateful I have it. Yeah. You put lidocaine on it, they access it every time you go in for your treatment. And so what my treatment plan looked like was the two chemo drugs one time every three weeks with the other, the HER2 directed ones. Oh God, it gets so complicated, right? So <laughs> let me, I'm just trying to think of like a quick way to do it, right? Um, chemo is six rounds. The HER2 directed ones are a full year. Wow. And then once you finish chemo, or at least in my case, then I had a lumpectomy. Mm -hmm. After I healed from the lumpectomy, I went into radiation, which I'm finishing up right now. Uh -huh. And so I have 30 rounds of radiation, which is every wow. day, Monday through Friday. Jesus. Every day, every Monday day. through Friday? <laughs> yes. Wow. For, for how long? Uh, it's pretty. I'll say it's pretty quick, right? How long is it? I'm happen? almost done. So it was three to six weeks. No, I'm saying like how long are you there for? Oh, when you're like there? fifteen. It's quick, right? Something. I have someone I work with who who just finished going through it as well. Yeah. And she said it's very quick. She's like, I'm in and out of there. She's like, I got yeah. But I, and the last week is directed at where my tumor bed was, and so that one I counted today because I was like, that feels really quick, and so I counted and I was like, fifteen seconds. Wow. Wow. The wow. longest part is parking the car, getting in the building, waiting for your name to be right. called, yeah. and then going in. You know, I gotta say, you, your, your outlook and your positivity has like radiated. Yeah. Like as soon as you came oh, in, it's real. Yeah, it it's real. real. Like, yeah. It's very reassuring because, you know, I haven't spoke to you for a quite some time, you know. know. John just met you today. I did, yeah. But you have been so positive. Like it's it's been very... It's been awesome talking to you. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because I don't think of myself as a positive person. I feel like I'm a realistic person. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not the kind of person that, like, I didn't go into treatment and being like, I'm going to come out cancer free. Right. Yeah. I'm like, well, let's see what, like, to me, and it started in a way where, like, if I get my hopes up about something and then it doesn't happen, I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah. It's like gut wrenching, like, no. But if I expect the worst case scenario, anything above it feels really good. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this weird, like, backwards, like. So you strike me as like an optimism. But I'm not. Which is crazy. I don't see you as someone who's super optimistic. I see mm -hmm. you as someone who's very sure of everything you're doing. Uh, and I think they're very different. So I think yeah. like w with what everything you're explaining, mm -hmm. you were curious, you wanted the facts behind it. Yeah. And once you made up your mind you were doing it, then you were doing it. And that, that's yeah. the fact of it, right? Yeah. Um, you want the bodybuilding, stuff like that, you're talking about mm -hmm. the jobs for like everything you say you're going to do, you, you do for it. And you just yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, no, I think no. you're very sure on everything you're doing. No, I, th I think that you're confusing my like joy for life with optimism. <laughs> 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 well, I, you know what? I love it either way. Yeah, no, I just, I feel like you have to like, you'll all you can always find something wrong of course right? yeah, which totally course. fits into your model of like your model mindset right? mm. my mindset is like okay i have to drive 30 minutes to this place oh i can listen to this book on i right. see book on tape it's not yes. book on tape it's audiobook yeah. <laughs> um, or a podcast or i can like listen to this song or do this and it's like i find joy in the small things yeah it's it's the expectation where you would think, right, that I'm an optimist and be like, oh, man, kick cancer's ass. Yeah. yeah, I'll say I'll kick cancer's ass, but that doesn't mean, uh, you know, 
I think that the treatment's going to work. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. If the treat, which it did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that mindset plays into your body responding to the treatment as well. Because like mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if your mindset's not there and that stress is just weighing on you, your body's going to fight it. You know. Yeah, I. Like I was saying before, like not being a person that takes no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a quitter. Like, I just I have a forward focus in in anything I do. So you know, I guess you could say that even in the same thing, like going into cancer treatment, it's like okay, well if this treatment's not going to work, I'm going to find another treatment. Right. If yeah. that treatment's not going to work, I'll find something else. Right. And we'll figure it out. Like I'm yeah. a problem solver. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so maybe that does make, make me an optimist. See, see, you're kind of saying, what I was looking for was yeah. to negotiate with yourself. Okay. I found it. You Thank don't you. just negotiate with yourself. You kind of make up your mind and kind of do your thing. I like that. But in all of this, mm-hmm. did you notice any significant changes in yourself now going through all of these things and not negotiating with yourself on a lot of stuff? Did you find that maybe key parts of who you are changed and and you kind of found some significant changes in yourself absolutely going into it i I think anytime you go into a big life change or something impactful in your life you have to come out change yeah right and if you don't it's such a missed opportunity and so for me i was like all right i already was drinking filtered water and eating locally sourced organic food and working out and lifting weights and doing really good things for my body. And so to me, I felt like, you know, a lot of people who get cancer tend to change their diet afterwards. I'm like, okay, that would feel a little bit too extreme because I felt like I was already being right, really yeah. mindful yep, of those things. So I just kept saying to my husband, like, what's going to change? What's going to change for me? And he's like, well, nothing has to change. And I was like, something. I have to come out of this changed somehow. Yeah. Like in a positive way. And before cancer, I was working all the time. I wasn't stopping. And when I wasn't working, I, I didn't even like mention this to you guys before. I was renovating my house. Ooh. Me. Yeah. Like I'm talking like changing, walls. changing, maybe not fully taking down a wall, yeah. but like fixing repairing walls and like right I was renovating my house there was nothing that I was not gonna do and so that's my change right it is to not work myself into the ground allow myself downtime allow myself free time be okay with a messy house be okay that that room isn't totally updated right that's huge that's that's a that's a huge perspective and to have that like awareness to understand that, hey, I need to slow down because clearly my body's telling me that I need to slow down. But did that have to come in stages, though? Did that have to come, like, a little bit at a time, like a small bite at a time? Do you know, I almost I almost went back to bartending and traveling already. All right, I'm so like, I, oh, I'm feeling better. Maybe I should sign up for like, some of these yeah. weddings. And I was like, no, no, like, yeah, right. don't do it. Yeah. Um, no, I think, and it, what did they say, like, I use the rule of three for a lot, right? Three days, three weeks, three months. Uh, three years, three minutes. Like I just, yeah. that's my default. And maybe it's, I have to reject doing something three times. Okay. Um, 
it's, you know, and, and maybe it ends up being four times, but it's like a nice baseline for me to work off of with changes. And I think when you're trying to change habits, that, yeah. that's yeah. not easy. And no. like you will falter and like, you know, so the, the urge is there and yeah. it's really hard. It's easier to change what you eat than it is to literally change your way of thinking and being. Yeah. Well, especially if you've been doing it for so long too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. instilled in you. It's a behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you have to yeah. unlearn a behavior almost. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really tough. Yeah, that is. Now, has talking about your journey um, and, and going through this experience, has it, have you noticed that it's helped other people, you know, open up and maybe talk about their own experience or maybe they've opened up like, oh, I'm going to get tested or mm-hmm. have, have you found that you talking about your journey you know, whether it be on Facebook or in person, has it helped impact others? I hope so. <laughs> Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is another outlet that could help people right. as well. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not like some influencer, but I feel like I get messages every week from somebody saying I've been blowing off a mammogram for years. Or, you know, one of my good friends made a comment to me, like how quickly that I, you know, found the lump, made the phone call, got the appointment. One of my friends was like, I had plans all summer. I wouldn't have called. I was like, what do you mean you wouldn't wow. have called? Yeah. 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 And so I think it's helped change people's perspectives. Yeah. So I definitely do get a lot of feedback there. And I feel like I try and share a different perspective of what I went through so that maybe people can either be more understanding of others or better learn how to support other people going through it. Yeah, that's huge. People are just like, you're a fighter, look at you go. And it's like, yeah, on one hand, you are a fighter as a cancer patient or, you know, someone going through cancer treatment. But also, too, it's like, it was hard when I was going through the hardest part. The chemo was really the hardest part. When I was going through it, when people would tell me, like, you're a warrior, you're a fighter, I would, like, sit there and be like, I appreciate the sentiment, but I would sit there and be like, how am I a warrior? Like, I feel like death, uh, all I'm doing is just like living moment to moment, getting through these side effects. Yeah. You don't feel like a warrior. Maybe you do, yeah. maybe you do at the end. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't feel that way. Right. Yeah. At least for me, it didn't. Yeah. I was yeah. like, well, science is doing all the work and I'm just trying to live through You're it. You're the best yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. 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 So let me ask you this. In... I want to word this the right way. Do you oftentimes, or at any point, sometimes feel like, I don't want my identity to be based around my cancer? Yes and no. Um, Life comes in seasons, right? And right now, this season in my life, I'm fighting cancer. Yeah. And... I live in my truth, right? And I feel like it would be not living truthfully if I were not to let cancer be an identifier for me right now. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, things bother me about this process. Um, And I thought that would bother me. Mm -hmm. You want to... No, it doesn't bother me. What bothered me was when I lost my hair and then lost my eyelashes. It felt like I can no longer hide that I'm sick. And I hated that my presence would bring sadness to somebody. Gotcha. Because I was sad that I had cancer, but I'm not a sad person. Right. And I didn't want my presence 
to make somebody sad. Is that what you found? Like, just being around people, people would get sad? Yeah. For a while. Yeah. 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 And then when you, like, can pull yourself together and put makeup on and hide the fact that your lashes and hair are missing. Like, I never... I think I've worn a wig, like, twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, those... For my treatment, I would only only get, like, small waves of feeling okay. And when I would, that's when I was, like, present and people would, like, you know, out in public a little bit more. Yeah. And that's when people, oh, my God, you look so great. You're doing great. And I'm like, not really. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I'm glad yeah. you're not, like, sad. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow, man. Like, I appreciate that perspective so much because I think that gives um, other people perspective that when you're around people, you don't have to have sadness right like you're looking for joy right i mean just a smile just conversation you know something Mm -hmm. it's yeah you might be going through something right now but i'm sure the last thing you want is sadness you want joy right you know because that's what's gonna keep but it's hard for people right like 100 i don't think you could walk down the street and not meet somebody who has had an experience with cancer whether it be a friend, a family member, whether they've lost somebody, still have somebody, cancer touches everybody. And I think not everybody is equipped with the same communication skills and not everybody is equipped with the same coping skills. And so on the other side of it is when somebody was sad seeing me, how else do they feel like it's appropriate to react? They're sad that I'm sick, Yeah. right? So the other part of it is that I've given a lot of allowances for people saying things to me that maybe I don't like Mm -hmm. or acting a certain way around me or not coming around me because it's a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. And not, like I said, not everybody's equipped for it. So in my mind, it's been like, okay, um, so and so is not comfortable with it and that makes them sad and that's all right. And Mm so... You know, it's just acceptance yeah. of other people's responses. But yeah, I mean, I, I think on the flip side, if I were to encounter, if I wasn't sick, right, and I were to encounter somebody, I, I would be sad. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, what am I supposed to say? Like, you're you're doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, what do you say? Yeah. You know, all you can really offer is like support. You know, because I mean, it does. I mean, when people mean a lot to others, mm-hmm. you know, there is a sense of sadness that comes along with it because you don't want them to be going through something as, you know, when you hear radiation chemo, yeah. you know, that's that's a lot, you know, and it's like you don't want someone to be having to go through such treatment and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. want anybody to be right. sick. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know, and I, the best advice I've been giving people is like, have have like your little box of things that you can offer somebody right if you're the kind of person that can't be there cooking food sending a DoorDash. like i live somewhere where we don't have that so people have sent me like a delivery service for food um maybe it's like sending somebody a card um offer babysitting like figure out where your support supports lie right like what you're capable of doing and instead of being like i'm here for anything you need like no one's gonna call you for anything they need right yeah but the the most grounded people in my life have said things to me like can i watch merrick for you this week um which is my son yeah um 
can I send you something for dinner? Um, can I come sit with you one day? Do you need company at treatment? Do you need a ride? Being more specific with your support right, is right. really, really big because even if you're the kind of person that would take somebody up on a blanket statement offer, you don't think about that when you need specifics. Right, right. Right? That's a very good point. That is so That's a very important. good point. That's a very good point. That's a really beautiful way to support somebody yeah. too. And yeah. let me tell you, I don't know, like maybe it's just me. I love getting cards. Yeah. The amount of like cards that were left on my doorstep or I got in the mail, I've saved every single one of them. That's and I know it's a nice way of somebody being like, maybe I don't feel comfortable or can physically be there with you, right. but I'm thinking of you. It's right. It really is nice to yeah. know someone's thinking of you. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That is, that yeah. is. Like, I think just in general in life, you have to be okay with whatever season you're in. When I first had my son, I went out to dinner... The first time I went out to dinner after having my son, I w my husband and I went out with a couple that doesn't have children and doesn't want children. And all that was on my brain was my son. I didn't know how to talk about anything yeah. else because I just had a baby. Yeah. And I felt yeah. so guilty. And I wish I could go back in time and tell myself, like, don't feel guilty. That's your life. If they don't like it, they can speak up or change right, the right, subject. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah. And right now... A lot of, you know, I'm coming out the other end of my treatment, so it is a little bit less about cancer. Yeah, yeah. But especially during those chemo months, like, my that, that was, that, life. That was yeah. my life because yep. I was fighting cancer. That's a big deal. I like how you call it a season. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who said it. What is it? Like, there's, like, a little, like, season, reason, life, like... You know, you can categorize things. Right. The goat does talk about that, Tony Robbins. But also, he does say, too, that the reason why we communicate is to feel better. Either communicate something good in our life, communicate something yeah. bad in our life, it's to feel better. So, I totally get that. The yeah. human connection yeah. is real. For sure. For it's sure. so real. Yeah. And I'm definitely a verbal processor, so yeah. I apologize. No, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jen, this, this has been awesome. You know, we appreciate you coming on. You know, just giving us so much unique perspective, I think it's going to help not only a lot of women, but also men, yes, too, I agree, man. to, to yeah. understand how we can support our significant others. And please, you know, if anybody has any questions or wants to message you, where can they find you? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram. My um, my profile's public. It's Jenny with an I-E. V-E-N-N-U-M. Awesome. So Jenny Venom. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. It's been awesome. Thank you, guys. And wish you best of luck. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That was awesome. That was good.